Chapter sixty of Half a Century by Jane Grey Swiss Helm. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Cost of Order. In making molds and rests for mangled limbs, I had large demands for little cushions, and without economy could not get enough. When one just fitted in place, I wanted to keep it, and to do this must have it aired, perhaps washed to avoid lint dressings i hunted pieces of soft table linen gave to patients pieces to suit and as the supply was short they would get nurses and surgeons to leave their pieces of linen after dressing their wounds until i could take charge and have them cleansed for the next time to do all this i must use the grass plats and railings for airing and drying cushions and rags these plats and railings were for ornament and there was soon a protest against putting them to such vile uses i had gone into the hospital with the stupid notion that its primary object was the care and comfort of the sick and wounded it was long after that i learned that a vast majority of all benevolent institutions are gotten up to gratify the aesthetic tastes of the public exhibit the wealth and generosity of the founders and furnish places for officers the beneficiaries of the institutions are simply an apology for their existence and having furnished that apology the less said about them the better the surgeons at campbell did really want its patients to be happy and to get well but it was a model institution with a reputation to sustain was part of a system under general laws which might not be broken with impunity there was no law against a man dying for want of sleep from pain caused by misplaced muscle but the statutes against litter were inexorable as those of the medes and persians the campbell surgeons winked at my litter until one regular inspection day when my cushions and rags clean and unclean those marked john smith and those labelled tom brown were all huddled up and stuffed en masse into the pantry closet i used to wonder if the creator had invented a new variety of idiot and made a lot in order to supply the army with medical inspectors or if by some cunning military device the surgeon-general had been able to select all those conglomerations of official dignity and asinine stupidity from the open donkey market of the world inspecting a hospital was just like investigating an indian fraud the man whose work was to be inspected or investigated met the inspector or investigator at the door showed him all he wished him to see and examined witnesses wholly in his power when the inspected and inspector the investigated and investigator exchanged compliments and the public were gratified to learn that all was in a most gratifying condition of perfect order one day we had a particularly searching inspection and next day nurse told me of some four new cases which had been brought in a week before one of whom the inspector said was past hope i found his feet and legs with a crust on them like the shell of a snail had a piece of rubber cloth laid under them and with tepid water a good crash towel and plenty of rubbing got down to the skin which i rubbed well with lard then with fresh towels and water at hand i drew away the sheet in which the patient had rolled his head and while i washed his head and arms and breast i talked and he tried to answer but it was some time before he could steady his tongue and lips so as to articulate and when he did 
his first words were are you the woman that's been a-washing my feet that is exactly what i have been doing and much need they had of it do you not think you are a pretty fellow to have come all the way from minnesota to wash your feet it was with much effort he could fix his dazed eyes on my face and he made several pitiful attempts before he succeeded in saying i think you're the best woman that ever i saw ah that is because you never saw much away out there in venango county pennsylvania where you live there are thousands of better women than i running around hunting work in this part of the country is there yes indeed and nothing for them to do i never saw none of em that is because you have had your head rolled up in that sheet just keep your head uncovered so you can breathe this nice fresh air open your eyes every little while and you will see a whole row of those women all hunting work he seemed quite interested and when i had done washing and given instructions to a nurse to cleanse the balance of his person i asked if there was anything more i could do for him when he stammered not unless you could get me a cup of tea a cup of good green tea without any milk or sugar in it if you do i'll pay you for it pay me for it will you how much will you give me three cents oh i'll give you twenty-five cents twenty-five cents for a cup of good green tea without any milk or sugar in it i called the ward to witness the bargain said that i should grow rich at that rate and hurried off for the tea i had a little silver tray and tea set with two china cups mrs gangwer of the ohio aid society had sent me a tin tea kettle and spirit lamp folks at a distance had sent plenty of the best tea and that little tea tray had become a prominent feature of campbell long before this poor fellow specified his want i made the tray unusually attractive that day and fed him his tea from a spoon while he admired the tiny pot out of which with the aid of the kettle i could furnish twenty cups of good tea when i had served all in that ward who wanted tea the first one took a second cup and while taking it his skin grew moist and i knew he was saved from that death of misplaced matter vulgarly called dirt to which well-paid medical inspectors had consigned him while giving their invaluable scientific attention to floor-scrubbing and bed-making to whitewashing and laundry work i doubt if there were a medical inspector in the army who was not a first-rate judge of the art of folding and ironing a sheet or pillow-slip of the particular tuck which brought out the outlines of the corners of a mattress as seen through a counterpane and of the art and mystery of cleaning a floor it did seem as if they had all reached office through their great proficiency as cabin boys next day i went to that ward with my tea-tray and after learning that that man had been washed once more asked him if he wanted another cup of tea i'd like to have one he stammered but i didn't pay you for the last one and i can't find my wallet i saw that debt troubled him and took this as one more evidence that somewhere there were people who sold hospital stores to sick soldiers so i took pains to explain that he owed me nothing that the tea was his ladies had sent it to me to give to him and all the pay they wanted was for him to get well and go home to his mother the idea that someone was thinking for him seemed to do him almost as much good as the tea i left campbell next day but on my first visit found him convalescing and on the second visit he ran down the ward holding his sides and laughing and i saw or heard of him no more End 
a chapter sixty